0: Hello and welcome. Across India, people are marking the death anniversaries of their loved ones who died during the hell of the second wave of the COVID-19 pandemic. Tonight on We the People, we revisit that bleak period. On the 30th of April, 2021, India became the first country to cross 400,000 COVID cases in a single day, a grim milestone. That harrowing month when oxygen became a precious commodity ICU beds could not be had for love or money, and ambulance sirens resonated all around us without a break, day or night. Now, because while we have survived, we can't forget. Because for many, this is a very painful time of the year. There are numerous children who lost either both or one parent in this pandemic in the second wave. Older siblings have had to step forward to take care of their younger brothers and sisters ahead of their time. It has been a year since the devastating second wave of the COVID pandemic, which left behind a trail of death and destruction. And we have tonight, we are grateful to these families. We have some families joining us to tell us their stories today, a year later, how they're rebuilding their lives uh, or, or how they're living with shattered hopes, dreams and shattered families. First, though, we have uh, joining us Subhimal Bhattacharji. He lost his wife, uh, Dr. Joyita, who was a journalist. Subimal, you're also a journalist, and like us, you had to work through the lockdown, uh, through this pandemic, and that's how you believe you and your wife contracted the virus?
1: No, uh, Sarah, just a correction. I was not a journalist. I write my columns, uh, but uh, I work on cybersecurity policy, uh, and my wife was a senior fellow with Observer Research Foundation. She looked at the India-Bangladesh relations. Uh, but effectively, you know, we, I, I still don't know, you know how we contracted the disease. On the 4th of April, we had gone to the ramonor Lohia Hospital to get our first vaccine. Fifth, we had the fever. Uh, seventh, we went for the test. Eighth, our test came negative, but we knew we were unwell. And... Uh, then, you know, we got, we were admitted in a hospital in Noida where uh, everything was pathetic. Finally, my wife made it to the Gangaram Hospital on the 12th. I made it on the 14th. She passed away on the 20th. Uh, but, uh, you know, those days are uh, something that uh, are really, uh, even till now, I don't understand how fast those days went and how everything mm-hmm. happened. So. In our case, you know, we still don't know how we actually picked up the disease because we had kind of isolated ourselves in our farm in Noida away from the civil lines in Delhi, where we used to be.
0: So, ironic, you're saying perhaps you only had to step out to get that vaccine, which you thought uh, would protect you. Like you said, we don't know how you contracted it, but uh, this is a guess one can make because the only place you stepped out was to get a uh, a vaccine. And, uh, of course, in, in those days, it was impossible to get admission into a hospital unless you got a positive test. So you uh, were checking your oximeter levels, but you were still constantly showing negative in, in tests?
1: Absolutely. we The first test that we did on the 7th, we found our results on the 8th. We were negative, but we were not well. On our own, on the 9th, we went to one of the... Uh, 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 ultrasound, uh, org- you know, mm. NT- uh, organization, and got our CT scan of the chest done, and then uh, we found, you know, that both of us were infected. Our lungs were kind of, sort of damaged. But since we didn't have a negative report, so no one wanted to admit us because the crisis had already started in Delhi. So two days, uh, I would say, we lost uh, in that. And later, when we got admitted to a hospital on the basis of still being a negative, mm. uh, I don't know, you know, what I should say. I, I don't think, you know, health care was really available. Mm. I, and I still hold this view that if I hadn't come to Gangaram Hospital, I would have also perished. So I live to tell my wife's story and our story. And uh, it's something, you know, very, very painful.
0: Is that why you wrote an article about this? And you titled it, I think it was titled, uh, I Survived, She Didn't.
1: Absolutely. You know, I I don't know how I still wrote that. I was still very weak when I came back home. Uh, But uh, I mustered the courage I wrote. I still think that, you know, there are a lot of lessons to be learned, Sarah, Mm. uh, in all those days. You know, because personally, I feel in a lot of places we have forgotten what we went through. And God forbid something like this came again. Mm. Uh, I don't think you know we really have uh, done anything that great to be able to not see such kind of a scenario. So I think that there is a collective responsibility everywhere that remains. And that's what even if you see when I wrote that article at that point of time on 30th of May 2020, sorry, 30th of April 2021, that you know universal vaccination. That's something that I had across I think we did well on that count Uh, but and possibly even in these days when people are still getting uh, affected but still you know staying away from or not needing to go to hospital I think you know somewhere if some other mutation comes Mm. that I don't know if we have really done all the right work
0: whether we've learned any lessons so it must be um, you know especially hurtful for you when you see people out and about, when you see people maskless, when you hear of governments who are removing the mandate, the mask mandate, so that even if those few of us who are wearing masks are also made more vulnerable?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, mask mandate is something that uh, uh, possibly people uh, still don't uh, feel, uh, you know, that uh, they have to be very careful about. But uh, the level of enforcement and then uh, Uh, you know, the kind of uh, attitude even with which people who have to enforce, uh, they try to look at the whole situation. I I still feel, you know, that we haven't uh, really got the lessons. Mr. Uh, Bhatia you know,
0: I've asked you all these academic questions and you're still speaking uh, to try and find something positive out of this, do for the betterhood of of all of us, but I want to ask you, how are you doing? Uh, You've lost your wife of many, many years and uh, you know, you read about Survivors' guilt, where we uh, have to deal with whether we could have done something differently, especially people like you who have means at their, uh, you know, uh, where you have the means and what use is all of this, the money that you made over your years. I mean, how do you deal, if I could just ask you to share with us?
1: No, that's a very nice question, Sarah. I think, you know, it's very important for people to understand. See, Uh, We celebrated our 20th anniversary just a May before in the Nilgiris, you know, one week in the Nilgiris, away from everything. Such a lovely few days. And I still remember uh, 11th of March was an anniversary and I told, you know, we are nice in this Mudumulai Tiger Reserve. Uh, She said, no, we must go and get a cake. So we went up to Uti to buy a cake. And just uh, after, after 6 o'clock, you know, they close uh, the whole place because of the tigers. But, uh, you know, so both of us, we cut <laughs> our own cake. Uh, and I think we had a forest girl who came and uh, clicked a picture for us. Uh, so that was our excitement. Now, when I reflect back and I think, you know, that uh, somewhere, you know, God wanted that uh, celebration to happen, you know, some way. But having said so, you know, and after all these months, Mm. uh, you know, how do you heal yourself? How do you uh, deal with the crisis? How do you not grieve? You know, uh, I tell this story to many people that when my wife passed away, I was in uh, the ICU. I was having uh, oxygen on the top and catheter below. And Mm. I say to myself, if I grieve and... I might have a heart attack and I might go so I might be i I have to be very strong I cannot grieve mm. now only worry in my mind was will she get a proper funeral or it will be one of those you know uh, funerals that we saw during this period of time. luckily she got a good funeral I used to be hallucinating most of the day because of my own illness uh, so that happened very nicely uh, some friends, my own sister, she's a neurosurgeon in Hyderabad. She People stayed with in. us all those days, you know, to take care of us, risking our own health. And then all through these uh, months mm. to a year, you know, right. I did many things. I actually completed a documentary film on Netaji, which uh, won a uh, honorable mention in the Tokyo Short Film Festival two weeks back. I did four online courses, uh, you know, which had to make me learn a new programming language of Python. I did data analytics. I learned diplomacy, formally. I did all these things, you know, just to put my head uh, into I think she would have been very proud of you.
0: Your wife would have been very proud of you, Mr. Bharcharji, for the way that you're handling things and the way you're dealing with it, and we're glad you both had that week together in uh, the Neil Greece thank you for speaking to us
2: thank
0: you all right so uh, in May a month of Uh, A month later, last year, India reported over 4 lakh COVID cases, the highest number of cases recorded in a single day in the second wave. We had an overwhelmed health infrastructure struggling with oxygen supply, shortage of manpower, drugs, hospital beds, and this vicious second wave was driven by the Delta variant, which left India scarred, and the wounds may never heal. We have Muzamil Abbas joining us. Uh, His father died due to covid in, a, in the Rajiv Gandhi hospital. Mr. Abbas, thank you. You have been in the hospital. You have been in and uh, aap, uh, you believe your father aapke he died alone?
3: Thank you, ma'am. Thank you. Thank Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. for कि मैंने क्या-क्या कंडीशंस अपने पादर्स के लिए क्या करा मेरी मदर्स ने क्या किया ये आज एप्रोक्सीमेट 1 ईयर हो गया 5 ऑफ माई को मेरे पादर की डेथ हो गई थी कोविड से 17 दिन हॉस्पिटलाइज रहे पहले हम अपने फादर के लिए दिल्ली के अंदर हॉस्पिटल्स ही ढूंढ रहे थे हमें हॉस्पिटल्स नहीं मिल था पूरी रात हम सड़कों पे हर हॉस्पिटल्स में अलग-अलग गए बात करी कोई हॉस्पिटल्स में लेने को तैयार नहीं हर हर हॉस्पिटल्स वाले बोल रहे थे पहले कोविड रिपोर्ट्स have एक्चुअली हम बिलोंग करते हैं यूपी से यूपी से फादर साहब मैं जॉब करता हूं दिल्ली में तो मैंने फादर साहब यूपी में थे वो यूपी से उनको दिल्ली बुलाया अब हमारे पास स्टैंप कोविड नहीं थी तो सबसे बड़ा हो था हमारे कि हम और जो कोविड वाले थे वो भी यही बोल रहे थे कि आप कोविड के रिपोर्ट्स लेके आओ ये सबसे बड़ा एक टास्क था पूरा हमें हॉस्पिटलाइज करने के लिए हमें पूरा एक दिन लगा पूरी रात हमें निकल गए पूरा एक दिन लगा वो भी किसी के लिंक्स के थ्रू हमारे hospital. से कोई लिंक निकला वो प्राइवेट हॉस्पिटल था किसी तरीके से हाथ पैर के बाद हमें करेक्ट कॉरिडोर में एक रात गुजारने के बाद फिर हमें वहां पे बेड मिला हमने एप्रोक्सीमेट वहां पे प्राइवेट हॉस्पिटल्स में हर घंटे के बाद ये अनाउंसमेंट कि हमारे पास ऑक्सीजन का स्टॉक नहीं है आप, आप, अपने, आप कल, अपने आप ढूंढ लो अपने आप ढूंढ लो वो वो एक मेजर हमारे लिए क्योंकि उस लेवल पे कभी हमने कोई नॉलेज की कुछ नहीं तो वो देखना <laughs> Everybody was on
0: their own. Was standing aap, on their
3: aap own
0: feet. Uh, uh, your father married you off. You got married just a month ago.
3: But at least he got to
0: see you, to see you married off. Yes, yes,
3: yes, yes. Yes, ma'am. Actually, my मेरी शादी करने पर हमारे a करने पर गल्प से र थे हमारी शादी करने के लिए वह वह मना भी कर रहे थे कि मैं नहीं आ रहा है क्योंकि अभी जो सिचुएशन से हैं वह बहुत बुरी है तो मैं नहीं आ रहा आप अपनी शादी कर लो लेकिन हमारे फोर्स करने पर हमारे मम्मी के फोर्ट करने प से यहां आए को वहाँ के अली के अली के नाम से के अली आप मत जाओ इंडिया में तो वो भी आज भी हम हमारे पास कॉल करते हैं कि हम अली से मना कर रहे थे वो भी आज भी उनके बॉस उनके जो शेक है वो भी आज इतना मिस करते हैं उनको कि उनके काम को इतना करते हैं हमारे फादर साथ के कि हम नहीं
0: सकते helpful in some way Uh, talking about your father and his boss and how valuable he was at work and of course these are difficult decisions we'll all be have to think about. But thank you. Thank you. Thank you, ma'am. We're running out of time, but I want to touch upon those who were on the front lines, who have really inherited a pandemic loss and inherited so much grief. We have Shefali Malik joining us. She was the in charge of the COVID ward and the nursing officer at the RML hospital. Uh, Ms. Malik, uh, thank you for your time. I'm sure the second wave has put you through so much. Has that changed you and your outlook on life? Yes. Hello? Yes? I, do you hear me, ma'am? Yes,
2: definitely.
0: I was just asking you how you think this past year uh, has changed you and your outlook on life? Because you, given everything that you've witnessed, and does that keep returning to you? Yes, uh, definitely it come, it it is returning to me all the times uh, because uh, that was a harrowing situation. uh at that time, we didn't have the um, uh, guidelines and it was such a chaos of patients. We were not able to uh, give care to all the patients at one time. We had oxygen problem. We had those uh, PPK problems. And uh, it was uh, a real, I mean, uh, how, how do I explain it? I mean, seeing the p- uh, patient uh, dead bodies, their relatives crying, uh, having uh, a lot of um, in, uh, fear. In, even I also had fear at a time uh, for my uh, family, for uh, my patients, and uh, we were not able to give them full care. In a problem that we've heard, many uh, frontline workers struggle with that they felt that they were stretched so thin. I also want to go across uh, uh, lastly to Dr. Nirmala Garwal. She's a senior uh, gynecologist at the Sant Premachand Hospital in Delhi, Parmanand Hospital in Delhi. She lost her husband, a well-known orthopedic surgeon, Dr. Shekhar Agarwal. Ma'am, you know, we just watch these videos of yours, of you and your husband. If I could just uh, play a few seconds of that for all of our viewers. <laughs> Doctor, um, thank you for sharing all of those videos with us. And clearly, your husband was so full of life. Uh, uh, Your thoughts a year on, what's your biggest concern now?
2: Um, I think uh, uh, what I feel is that death is something inevitable for everybody. We can say it is COVID, it can say respiratory, it can be tuberculosis, whatever it is. Death is going to come to everybody. Hmm. What remains is how good you are in your life. If you are good in your life, no money, you cannot take any money away from here. Only your good name. And that is what my husband did. He was a good man and his name is remembered by his patients His relatives, his friends, everybody. He was a kind person. And unfortunately, he got COVID because he was in the midst of the war situation in our hospital. And he got COVID. Rapid course. And he knew he will go fast. And he said, ventilate me immediately. And I don't want to know anything. And he went very fast, peacefully, smiling, and when he uh, died he was COVID negative and he always wanted to be to die in Parmanand only. I mm. took back from Medanda before his death. I took him back, he died in Parmanand and he went to God. that's where he wanted to be <laughs> cremated. So I have very good memories, and you know I have actually got no sorrow. I have actually I'm very happy for him that he went when he was standing,
0: working, and with good name. Mm. Doctor, uh, Doctor Agarwal, you know we should all be blessed to have a marriage like you did with your husband. Clearly, from looking at those uh, videos. Uh, even in your uh, later years, together you uh, lived every day to its fullest. So we are uh, we are thankful for you to join up, for joining us tonight, and of course for all the work that he has done, for all the service that he did up to his last days. Uh, and, of course, you still working today. Thank you, ma'am, for your time. I have a minute, so I want to just go across to one more person. Mehdi Abbas is the founder of a a COVID helpline center. He worked 20 hours days answering desperate calls for oxygen, hospital beds, arranging uh, ambulances, meals, medicines, giving a dignified farewell to those who lost their lives to COVID-19 when their nearest and dearest could not. Uh, Mr. Mehdi... Uh, your uh, helpline is still working What aajkal you kya karte ho helpline why is it still working
3: jee aap sun pa rahi hain mujhe haan haan aap bahut dhanyawad ki aapne hame bolne ka mauka diya helpline health check camp doctors with the doctor. The doctor with the covid we with the free health check camp
0: all right. And today, what are your calls? Who are the people reaching out to you?
3: Uh, madam, uh, when the second wave से COVID, there is a lot of panic. So, in this pandemic, doctors are not normal. So, we have a helpline, we have a support, we have support, we have a helpline, we have a call, we have a call, we the doctors, we helpline we call,
0: well, uh, thank you, Your Service Kelebi. Thank you so much. You're still keeping this helpline running. If anyone has any concerns, at least there's a place they can reach out to. Thank you, all of, uh, uh, all of our guests for joining us. I know this was not easy, and uh, we thank you for allowing us to uh, make you go through some of this uh, all over again. And uh, for our viewers, as we say goodbye, you know, really, what can we say? Let's just be kinder, because we never know what people are going through right now. Thank you for joining us on We the People. Bye-bye.